0: Hey, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Free Love Wall podcast. Thanks for being here for another week and the final episode of season two. This will also be the final episode of 2021. So I am going to finish out the year before we get into the holiday season with the final episode. It's hard to believe that I started this back in May and here I am in November recording the last episode of season two. Um, I am so thankful for you guys. Thank you for being here throughout this journey Um, and thank you for being here this week I have my brother on the episode with me, and I got a question for him specifically that I kind of wanted him to talk about a little bit himself. So this episode will just be another episode with me and him talking about the question that I got um from the questions that you guys had sent in so I hope that you get something out of this I think it was a great question which is why I wanted to bring him on and just kind of talk about his perspective on it um so I hope that you guys guys enjoy this week's episode I have my brother James on here with me as you guys are familiar since you have all listened to the episode I had him on, which I don't know if I've told you this or not, James, but it is the most listened to episode out of all of my episodes. So congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> you have made made it officially to the highest listened to podcast that I've created. So thank you. Um, Anytime. But anyway, so I have... I did the Q and a asking people to send in questions. And I got one question that I think we're just primarily going to focus on for this episode um, because I think it's a really important question. And I think it's probably something that other people have struggled with as well. uh, Mainly because I've heard it on other podcasts talked about. And so I was kind of glad that she asked this question because I think it's um, really good to get into it. So I'm going to just read through what she had sent me and then I'll let you kind of speak on, um, speak on what you feel about it or what you have to say. So, okay.
1: Um,
0: okay. So she said, I think she said, I do have a question for your brother. I think I heard him say several times that besides the alcohol being a problem, That he also went off his antidepressants. I just wonder what the thought process was behind that. I have struggled for years with depression and have struggled with whether to take antidepressants or not. I felt like my faith wasn't strong enough if I took them. I finally had a Christian doctor talk me through it all and I felt at peace and accepted the fact that I do need to take them. That just happened in the last five years. I believe I heard him say, so he was able to feel all things. I would like to hear the thought behind it all. Mm-hmm.
1: That is a very loaded question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first of all, as a disclaimer, I am not a doctor. I do not have any degrees in the medical field, and I cannot, nor will I, prescribe medications, whether to take them or not to take them. I think I said everything I need to legally say. Um,
0: to yeah, I'll just, I'll just healthy. ditto that in case I comment anything. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us are licensed physicians.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, I am not anti-medicine. However, um, going to Teen Challenge, or at least the one I went to, Other ones might be different, but the one I went to, um, the requirement was that you had to be, uh, chemically free from anything and everything because they did not have medical staff. Um, so like if I needed something that was mood or mind altering, like an antidepressant, I couldn't have it. But if it was like blood pressure or, uh, insulin or something like that that was allowed because it didn't affect the thinking processes. Um, and it wasn't my choice to come off of all of that. Um, but it was my choice to become sober and in order for me to be sober the way I felt I needed to, that was the route I took. Um, there are definitely much easier ways um, than going off something cold turkey. And before you yeah. do any, and before you do anything like that, I would highly recommend talking to your doctor. Um, before I started drinking, I was prescribed antidepressants. Um, because I was in a really dark place from, um, my very first ministry position where I was getting paid to be a pastor. Uh, there was a lot of drama and I was diagnosed with depression. Um, and that would have worked out great had I listened to what the doctor said, um, which was go to counseling, take the medicine as prescribed, don't drink, um, and then be open and honest. And I realized that for me, drinking plus the antidepressants um, equaled a way for me to be um, emotionally not present, which allowed me to not heal from the problem that happened at the church that I was working at and that negative coping mechanism I then put into everything in my life. If it was something I didn't want to feel, then I just got more um, throughout years of doing that. Um, I became, uh, I don't know the, there is a word I'm looking for, but it's not coming to my mind, (laughs) but it's where you keep using something and you need more of it because your body's used to it. Um, tolerant. There, there we go. Dependent? Well.
0: Oh, you mean like you build up a tolerance to something and then you need more? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So over the
1: years, my prescriptions got stronger because I had been on them for so long. Um, and then through my divorce, I got to experience panic and anxiety attacks. And so I got medicine for that, too. And so I was on a bunch of medicine that I think was misprescribed because I wasn't being honest with myself or with the person prescribing. I was telling the psychiatrist what was going on in my life and how I was dealing with it and not telling them that I was drinking on top of that and not living like a healthy lifestyle in general. Um, so if you're not being honest with your doctor, that's the first place to start. Um, if you're being completely honest and your doctor's like, Hey, there's a chemical imbalance here. Uh, we can do this to help fix it. That is, you know, someone who went to school telling you that there's an imbalance that happens. We live in a fallen world and because of that fallen world, we are not perfect (laughs) and neither are our bodies. Um, so I know people that are legitly bipolar and they need medication to be normal. Um, So they don't have, you know, like the really low lows or the really high highs. It keeps them to where they can have the natural highs and natural lows, but not tank out or spring up. Uh, And it's a case by case situation i don't know this uh person's situation um but if you're going to a christian counselor i'm hoping that the christian counselor is seeking wisdom and guidance from the holy spirit as well as from what you know the medical world is saying um that way you're getting the best care possible If you're struggling with considering uh, taking medication for depression or anxiety or any of that, let your doctor know. Um, I mean, for me, coming off of everything was really hard on me, Um, but I didn't really have a choice to get medications to help with the depression I was going through. Um, All I had was the Bible and the people that I lived with. And so I got to learn how to deal with depression without any help, Um, which was hard. I could definitely tell when I got back to Indiana that I was pretty depressed down there. Um, But it was encouraging to know that through that depression I was going through, I leaned on God. I got through it. And for me personally, um, had I done that when I resigned from the church I was going to or that I was working at, my life could have been drastically different. Because the depression I was feeling down there, once my mind got clear, um, was a very similar feeling to how I was feeling when um, I left the church. I I mean, I left the church broken, felt like a failure, felt like I didn't do enough. And I kept beating myself up instead of going to the person who has all the answers. Um, yeah. And I know it's, you have people on both sides of the fence when it comes to medication. I mean, you have vacciners, non-vacciners, and I'm not going to get into any of that, but (laughs) that mentality is what keeps people from getting uh, help with medication Um, Down in Texas, there are a lot more churches and a lot more denominations, and there's some very radical uh, people that live down there, and um, there is a lawyer down there who taught one of our classes, and he was telling us a story of one of his lawyer friends who got diagnosed with lymph—or didn't get diagnosed because— He did not go to doctors, but he had skin cancer on him, and instead of getting it treated, um, his church believed that God will heal him and that he has to have enough faith to be healed, which we all need to have faith to be healed. The woman who suffered from the bleeding, she had to have faith that touching Jesus would heal her. Um, yeah. There is validity to that. However, just because um, you have faith that God's going to heal you doesn't mean he's not going to choose to heal you through a doctor. And yeah, so, I agree with that. And so this guy didn't go to a doctor to get it checked out. And if he would have just gone, he would have got it removed and been fine. Instead, this lawyer who was telling the story went to the funeral and um, the person given the eulogy said um, something along the lines of clearly he did not have enough faith or else God would have healed him. Mm. And that breaks my heart that the word of God has been misconstrued so much um, that people think that the only way to get help is um, to have faith that God's going to take care of it um, in a supernatural way.
0: Yeah,
1: I had to make sure I clarified that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um,
0: I knew where you were going with that, <laughs> but yeah.
1: But I had yeah. I wasn't going to put it in there, and I'm like, oh no, I need to put supernatural in there because yeah. that, that's what I'm talking about because everything that is good is of God and people with asthma need inhalers because it keeps their lungs and bronchial tubes open and God created the person who invented inhalers so that people didn't die from asthma attacks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's, this is one man's opinion. Um, And I don't know if there's going to be any more uh, questions, message to me later from this podcast, (laughs) Um, but um, I guess doing what I did um, was radical, but in order for me to get my life right, I had to be radical. Because I tried doing it the way you're supposed to do it, and I ended up cheating the system and finding ways to get what I needed to continue living the way I lived. Yeah. Um, Not everyone's as dumb as me (laughs) um, or as stubborn as me. And so, I mean, all joking aside, this goes for anyone who's struggling with depression or any of that. Like it's not going to hurt to go find a Christian counselor Um, or there's secular counselors even that do their job well and know whether or not it's um, a chemical issue, an environment issue, um, or that kind of stuff that everyone deals with. Um, I mean, there are tons of pastors, um, that I know that are on antidepressants because being a pastor is a tough job. And, um, sometimes they go through episodes where, you know, they don't feel like they're doing what God's wanting them to do when they're doing what God's wanting them to do. Um. And they've done all they can do, so they have to find a way to keep doing what they're doing um, so that they can continue doing what God wants them to do. I don't know if that made a whole lot of sense.
0: Yeah, well, and the thing I think about when you're saying that is like, um, well, just like I talked about um, the armor of God, that there's an enemy and you know just like the pastors are talking about the pastors are trying to dig in and do everything and and you know be there for people and listen to the Holy Spirit and all of that stuff and they're doing the things but there is an enemy that is trying to keep them from doing it and I think that's one thing that you know so many of us, myself included, often forget is that, I mean, like you said earlier, we live in a fallen world and there is an enemy that does not want what's best for us, that contradicts everything that God has for us. And so with some of this, I think about um, just that right there, that a lot of this, like that you struggled with was the enemy just trying to keep you from what God had for you. And oftentimes, you know, unfortunately we do get stuck listening to the enemy. And I think one thing too, with what you went through, that's important to point out is that you came off of that medicine in a safe place. Yes. A place that, that was not going to allow you to harm yourself or, You know, you had people around you and it was safe. You weren't at home. Like, yeah, I'm just going to quit doing this. And I think that's an important thing to point out too, is that you had a community around you that was supporting that and that was there to make sure that it was a safe way for you to do it.
1: Yeah. Community is important for anything in life. I mean... God said to Adam and Eve, you know, go and multiply. That's a James paraphrase, but um, God designed us to be in relationship with others. And you're absolutely right. I was in a safe place. People were watching me. The other guys I was living with, um, the guys who had been there longer, look after the guys who just get there to make sure you know, that they're they're safe. They have a rule there where for the first two weeks you have to walk with someone who's been there at least two months. Um, and that's to make sure you're safe. Yeah. I mean, while I was there, there's a guy who was coming off alcohol who had a really bad seizure walking laps with someone. Um, and he was just going to start walking by himself, but the rule was explained to him. Um, And that's a live example of what community can do. I mean, physically, we need relationship, but we also need relationship emotionally and spiritually because like you said, there is an enemy and um, the enemy is good at what he does. I hate saying that, Mm -hmm. but he had thousands of years to um, figure out how to deceive all of us and uh the ironic thing is his game plan hasn't changed right like he has no new tricks the way he tricked adam and eve in the garden is the same way he tricks us yep um i mean he used the same stuff on jesus to try to get jesus to fall um and i say that because his tactics haven't changed, but he knows uh, what tactics are going to work to get us to um, not reach out when we need to reach out.
0: Yeah, uh, well, and I mean, his tactics haven't changed because they still work. <laughs> you know, well, like, we still fall for it.
1: Well, that's because, I mean, the I guess for me, the biggest one is pride, that I can do it on my own. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm a single parent, and a lot of single parents think they need to do it on their own, and you don't have to. I mean, um, if you go to church, you have people there to talk to. Talking to someone is not doing it on your own. Um. But I guess yeah. to get back to the question, the way I did it. I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. And if you're having doubts about being on medication, be open and honest with your counselor. Um, because honesty is the best approach to getting the help you need. Um, and have people in your life that can speak truth to you. Mm -hmm. Um, even though it's going to hurt sometimes, um, I mean, Jesus spoke truth to the disciples, uh, to the rich rung, young ruler. He said, take everything you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me. And, um, you know, Jesus's truth in that was you're not ready to give up your money. So if you're not willing to give up something I have given you, you know, Um, How can you expect to make it to heaven? Um, And that's a horrible paraphrase of a really good story that has a lot of meaning to it. Um, But I just hope that people listening to this um, will just start being honest with themselves. And if they're in counseling, that they constantly reevaluate themselves Um, because things change uh, scenarios happen and how you handle those scenarios will affect how the medication you're on uh, affects you or if you're not on medication. Um, And the bottom line is you got to keep Christ at the center of everything you do. No matter how silly it sounds, um, when you keep Christ at the center, then you know that you're following his path and his will for your life. And he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Um, And so with that, I think I hopefully answered the question well enough. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. The only other part of what she said that I wanted to touch on, um, whether you have anything to add to this or not, is where she said, I felt like my faith wasn't strong enough if I took them.
1: Oh, and that, I did on that a little bit, but not hard enough.
0: That's the, I mean, I think I just wanted to bring it up because that's the part that I feel like a lot of people that I have talked to or that I've listened to on other podcasts, and I'm sure people even listening have thought of before. Is that they're not a good enough Christian if they're taking antidepressants or bipolar medicine or anxiety medication, whatever it is, they, they feel like they're not a good enough Christian or they're not doing, you know, they well, like you kind of said with that guy, like their faith isn't strong enough. And I just, and and you, you did kind of touch on that part too. And I guess I just kind of wanted to go back and emphasize it that, You know, I believe, like you said, that God created us all uniquely with different gifts. And I believe that there are people that are gifted in the medical field and that understand our body's chemistry and our body's makeup. And they have made these medicines, like you talked about, to help with those things. And we do live in a fallen world. And yes, there is an enemy. And can these can these medications be abused? And like you said, used, like in your case, you think, you know, you may not have needed them um, as much as some of the other doctors were prescribing them. Or like, I know people that were prescribed Xanax just because they're going through something and they're not recommended to a counselor or anything like that. Like this, it can be abused, but needing it does not make you less of a Christian or have little faith. Um, And I I just, yeah, if you want to add anything else to that, I just kind of wanted to circle back to that because I think that's a really important thing to bring up that I think it's sad that people feel that way. I do. And, but I understand because I've been there before. And that's
1: a lie of the enemy. I mean, if, if you feel like your faith isn't strong enough, um, then look at what you're doing. If you're doing devotions, if you're praying, um, if you're serving your church, if you're seeking uh, what God or what you feel like God wants you to do, if you're doing what Jesus says to do in the Bible, if you're doing all those things, your faith is where it's supposed to be. Like if you're doing all those things and your counselor still says, Hey, I think it would be in your best interest if you try this medication to see if it helps. Medication has nothing to do with how much or how little faith you have. Um, What what you're doing to have a relationship with God is uh, the only thing that matters with your faith. I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, Jesus, his story with the disciples and the gospels and all of Paul's letters and all of that, like doing what the Bible says is the way we show we have faith. So. Yeah if you're loving God and you're loving your neighbor, then you have faith because without Christ, you wouldn't be able to love. So with that, be encouraged to know that, you know, if you're able to love someone other than yourself, then, you know, you are sharing in the faith of Christ.
0: Yeah. And, um, and I think some of it, too, just goes back to obedience and being obedient to the Holy Spirit. Because like like you said, that if if you personally feel convicted to not be on medication, not there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. Correct. <laughs> feeling convicted to get off of medication is different than feeling like you have to get out of, off of medication because the enemy is guilting you and shaming you into getting off of it. But sure. if you truly feel convicted and that you think that you are in a place where you can get off of it, like you said, that's something to bring up to your doctor or your counselor, whoever it is that you're talking to about it and express your interest. And that, to me, I think goes back to the just being obedient to the Holy Spirit, because, you know, if if that's something you truly feel like the Lord saying, you know what? this is something that, that I supernaturally am going to heal for you. And it's time to get off, you know, like, I feel like that's a different situation. But like I said, conviction and feeling shame, condemnation are two totally different things. Correct. But being sensitive to those two things and expressing that to your counselor or your doctor, I think is an important step to take if that's something you're truly interested in doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, God does not condemn. Uh, in Romans, it says there's no longer, there's now no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, sorry, I'm spewing scripture.
0: No, that's good. And it's, it's funny because in our small group, we're actually doing the study, don't give the enemy a seat at your table. And the one that we just went over, he, he talks about condemnation versus conviction And the one thing he says is that if you're feeling guilty or you're feeling shameful about something, that it's not from God. God convicts us to to repent and to, in, in order for us to be healed, not to make us feel shame and guilt. And, you know, that is... I feel like it's such a fine line, but it's a big difference.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a huge difference. And there's so much freedom when you can find the difference.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, we have gone a lot longer than I thought we were going to, which is not a bad thing. Um, I think this was all really good stuff. But... um, I think we pretty much covered what she was talking about. And I'm sure that you are totally open to further questions if anyone has any questions or wants to go deeper in this discussion with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't drive right now, but I like coffee and food. So,
0: <laughs> well, I will put your uh, Instagram and your Facebook in the details of the show notes. So if anyone um, wants to find you, they can find you through that. Or if they're friends with me on anything, they can search for James Goff in my friends list and find you that way too. Um, But like we said at the beginning, neither one of us are professionals. These are just things that mainly that James has walked through. Um, And you have found healing. And I just, I mean, Kind of like you said at the beginning, you being able to do that on your own, you, and I'm sure you are, you should be very proud of yourself for doing that and going a year without that stuff. And, um, I can't imagine the strength that you (laughs) probably feel, uh, knowing that you did that and that if you can do that, man. It's crazy to think what else you could do.
1: It's scary at the same time.
0: Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think um, I think that'll do it for this episode. So thanks again for doing this with me. And I have a feeling that going into episode three, uh, the beginning of next year, it may not be the last time you're on the podcast. so okay. I don't mind. Thanks for being here this week, friends, and tuning in to the last episode of season two. I hope that you enjoyed my conversation this week again with my brother. Um, Last time the episode seemed to be a pretty big hit when he was on, so I'm sure this one will be as well. I hope that you guys have a beautiful holiday season. I hope that you spend some time being extra thankful for the little moments that we talked about earlier this season and appreciating them and just cherishing this holiday season. I know it's not easy for everybody um, and sometimes, you know, for some of you, this might be your first season without someone or without something, Um, so I just, my prayers go out to those of you that are feeling that this season, but I also pray that you guys would just enjoy this time of year and enjoy the rest of 2021. And as always, make sure that you do subscribe to this or at least follow me on Facebook and Instagram so you can keep up to date on when I will be posting the first episode of season three free thank you guys so much i am so grateful for each and every one of you that tune in to listen and i know there are a handful of you that have been here since episode one and i appreciate you and i am extra thankful for you this season so i hope that you guys have a blessed rest of your year let's live free and love well friends